Welcome to Live Your Dream Podcast. My name is Selena Lee, and I'm a career and executive coach. I'm sharing inspirational stories from people who overcame rejections and failures to achieve their dreams. I hope these stories will inspire you to have the courage to pursue your own dreams and live a life doing what you love. You'll also hear about how I've transformed my own career from an investment banker and a corporate lawyer to becoming a coach, which I believe is my calling. You'll also learn the strategies I use to coach many professionals out of unfulfilling jobs and into careers they love. Welcome to another episode of Live Your Dream Podcast. Before I start the show today, I want to let you know that I'm having my first clubhouse room this Saturday, February 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Clubhouse is this new audio app that I recently joined, and I would love to talk to you there. My ID is Selena Lee, that is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E, and if you follow me, you'll be the first to know when I host rooms. This Saturday, I'll be talking to Huni Kim, the chef and owner of the restaurant Tanji and Hanjan in New York City. Huni was actually the first person I interviewed back in 2018 when I started my podcast, and also the first person I interviewed for my book. During our interview, I talked to Huni about how once an aspiring doctor became a chef and why he still pursued his dream, even when so many people around him said he was crazy and told him not to do it. Huni's first restaurant, Tanji, actually became the first Korean restaurant in the U.S. to receive a Michelin star, and Huni became a trailblazer and inspired many other Korean-American chefs to follow his footsteps. This Saturday, I'll be talking to Huni about how he has navigated the challenges of running two restaurants in New York City during COVID. So if you are in the clubhouse, I hope you'll join me this Saturday, February 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I think it will be a very interesting conversation. This is my first clubhouse room that I'm hosting, so I am super excited because normally when I have conversations with guests on my podcast, I can't engage with my listeners and I can't answer questions live, but now I can. I think we're going to make this very interactive. So bring your questions and I look forward to talking to you this Saturday. And if you want an invitation to the clubhouse, I have a few invites and I'd be happy to invite you. Just message me on my website, selinalee.co forward slash contact. That is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E dot C-O forward slash contact. I'll also include all the details about the clubhouse room in the show notes for today's episode, as well as a link to my interview with Huni Kim if you want to check it out. You can see the show notes for today's episode by opening up your podcast app and clicking on today's show notes. Or you can go to selinalee.co for slash episode 47. That is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E dot C-O for slash episode 47. If you enjoy listening to my podcast or if it helped you in any way, I would be so grateful if you can please tell your friends about it and also share on social media. Another way you can help me is by writing me a review. I love reading your reviews and it means so much to me and totally makes my day and also keeps me motivated to keep creating new episodes even on days when it's really hard to do so. So I would be so grateful if you can please write me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser if you listen from an Android phone. I'll include both links on the show notes for today's episode. If you have been listening to my show for a while, you know there's a question I ask all the people I interview, and that is, 
Who helped you to achieve your dream? I ask this question because we all know no one can succeed alone and achieve dreams alone. Everybody, including all the incredibly successful people I've met, all had people who helped them to get to where they are now. They were sometimes family members like grandmother or mother, or sometimes a friend, a teacher, or maybe even a stranger. Today, I want to share with you the answers to this question, who helped you to achieve your dream from some of the guests I've had on my show, Michael Kim, Dennis Hong, and Kara Golden. They each talk about different people and the roles they played in helping them to achieve their dreams. As you listen to these stories, I hope you'll think about the people who have helped you and also remember that no one does it alone. Even the people who have achieved incredible success all had someone who helped them along the way. You probably have listened to my conversations with Michael Kim, who I've had on my show several times because so many of my listeners demanded that I bring him back for every season of my podcast. Michael is a co-founder of the law firm Cobra and Kim, and if you haven't yet listened to his episodes before, please listen and trust me, it will be worth your time. A lot of my listeners have shared with me that they have re-listened to his episodes many times, like reading a good book over and over again. I'll link his interviews in the show notes for today's episode, as well as the interviews for all the guests I'll be talking about today. Here's what Michael said when I asked him, who helped you to achieve your dream? Um, so I think uh, a lot of different people along the way, mm-hmm. um, but uh, say probably if I had to choose the three random people, I won't say the top three people because mm-hmm. then whoever's not included will feel <laughs> right. unhappy. So top yeah. three, uh, I'd say random, three random people that right. come to the top of my mind, yeah. but not in order of significance and not even the most significant people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'd say uh, the first was my grandmother, oh. uh, but not for like the reasons you would expect. Everyone says, like, oh, my grandmother gave me all these values, whatever. Mm-hmm. She actually uh, was a um, uh, very unusual person. She, uh, I think, even though she grew up in rural Korea, uh, she, uh, I think, uh, from an early age was like, quite rebellious. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for example, when she was like 75 or 80, even, she... Uh, watch Michael Jackson videos and learn how to break dance and really? stuff like that. Yeah. So she's a very what? unusual person. But a Korean I, grandma. Yeah. So when I was a kid, as most Korean kids, I was raised by my grandma. Yeah. Um, and uh, I spent a lot of time with her. I think she kind of gave me a worldview that where she really didn't respect any traditions and always like thought about new things, even though she was, uh, you know, from she was born like in 1910 or something crazy, like 1919, wow. some really long time ago. Yeah. Um, at a time when a Korean society really, if you were a woman, especially in a traditional household, they would really just kind of put you in a little box and Absolutely. tell you you can do this and not that. You're almost yeah. like a little, you know, plaything for other yeah, people. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she really just really had her own mind and mm-hmm. her own way of behaving and acting. So mm-hmm. that really probably gave me, unbeknownst to myself, a real subconscious comfort with not following other people's instructions necessarily i see <laughs> so i think i think that was really um mm. very helpful and then i'd say um another uh for the person along the way uh would be a good friend i had in the army who actually ended up dying in iraq oh. uh in a truck bomb at, uh, oh, attack right? mm. and um i think the reason that he ended up being significant is that now, until he died, I actually, the only people I cared about who had died were old people. Right. So, 
you know, my grandmother died and then like my uncle died and I love them, but, and it affects you a lot. And it causes you to, like I said, realize what I told you earlier, which Mm is, you know, certain types of regret you can never fix. Right. But when someone old dies, kind of like deep down, you think like, okay, it's supposed to happen at some point. Yeah. Right. Old people are supposed to eventually pass away. Right. But when somebody who's your age or younger dies, especially suddenly like that, it really ends up affecting your worldview in the sense that you kind of see life more for what it is, Yeah. which is um, there's really nothing at the end that kind of summarizes the whole thing and makes sense. It's really just an accumulation of all these moments that you have. That's right. And for that person, it was just, that was the end, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then just seeing how the world just moves on mm. once he, I mean, obviously his loved ones never forget him and so forth, but the world just moves on. Right. Yeah. So I think that really ended up kind of allowing me to see more clearly how important it is to have the goal of making yourself happy and so forth. Right? I see. Um, and then I'd say probably uh, in terms of people who helped me, um, I'm always grateful to my fr- the first person who taught me English, person yeah. Mrs. Brown, who was a tutor. <laughs> <laughs> Where she was when you moved to Miami. Uh, she she actually taught me a little bit in Costa Rica. Oh, I see. Yeah, I couldn't speak it fluently back mm, then. So but when you were like six or seven. Yeah, yeah, mm, that's right. Um, wow. And uh, she, uh, I think if I, if I had only spoken Spanish at that point, I would have yeah. never really become fluent in English. And it would have really limited my ability to do all kinds of things internationally. That's right. Because I think fundamentally, I mean, one of my great loves is international travel and international work. Yeah. And unless you're fluent in English, it's very hard to achieve. And not impossible, very hard. Right. And it's one of these things where, as I mentioned earlier, like when you have a certain goal, you have to understand like what it takes to actually achieve that goal. Yeah. And fluence in English would have been, is like an integral part of almost everything that I have now. That's right. And if I, if I hadn't learned it at that early age, it would have been really hard later in life. Yeah. Did you get a chance to say thank you? Um, no, because I never really found her again. And with uh, a name like Mrs. Brown, I'm definitely never going right. to find her again. Yeah. Oh, well. It's like going to Korea and looking for Mr. Kim. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, hope she knows. Yeah. <laughs> Next, I want to share with you Dennis Hong's answer to the question, who helped you to achieve your dream? Dennis is a professor and the founding director of Romella, Robotics and Mechanisms Laboratory at UCLA. When Dennis was six years old, he saw Star Wars for the first time, and he was absolutely mesmerized by the robots he saw in the movie. And he knew that one day, he will grow up to become the person who makes these robots. And now he's living his dream. He has invented many amazing robots and the world's first car that can be driven by the blind, which he talked about in my conversation with him on my podcast. I'll share Dennis's episode in the show notes for today's episode in case you haven't yet listened. It was a really fun conversation, and I think you'll really enjoy it. This is what Dennis said about the person who helped him to achieve his dream. When I first became a professor, this was at Virginia Tech, fresh out of grad school, fresh, you know, getting my PhD, I became a professor at Virginia Tech. And of course, the first thing uh, as a professor you need to do is to start writing research grants to get research funding to start your uh, research. Uh, so, I mean, I was pretty good at everything, but I was not, I never had uh, formal training for writing proposals. So every time I write a research proposal, it got rejected. I write another one, get rejected. It happened over and over again. And the first two, yeah. three years when I first became a, a, a professor, 
you know, my my failure rate was almost 100 percent. And oh, wow. I was so disappointed, discouraged and, you know, up to a point that I start worried that, you know, is this my real right path? And I actually cried in my office uh, at nighttime and nobody was, nobody was there. But uh, mm. there was one instance. So I went to uh, one of the uh, international uh, robotics conference that was held in Las Vegas at the time. Uh, so after the conference, uh, coming back to the airport, I took the airport uh, bus shuttle. And it was a full bus and there was just one empty seat. So I sat in there and right next to me, there is a uh, older gentleman. It was an Asian older gentleman. And as I always do, I'm really always kind and uh, be nice to people. And I like to talk about, you know, things. So I said, hi, my name is Dennis. And he said, oh, hi, my name is such and such. And I start talking to him about, oh, yeah, I became, just became a new professor of Virginia Tech. I do robotics. And I'm starting to get excited and talk to, start talking to him all these ideas. I have this cool idea about a three-legged robot that flips itself, amoeba robot that, you know, turns inside itself. So I start getting really excited and, you know, start talking to him. And normally, if you're just a regular person, you know, I talked about a lot of technical stuff. But this person was actually listening to what I had to say. And it, was, it seemed that he was really interested in what I had to say. And then when the uh, the bus uh, arrived at the airport, he introduced uh, himself to me officially that he said that uh, he's the uh, program director of robotics division at National Science Foundation. And National wow. Science, that's exactly where I uh, was supposed to submit my research proposal. It was a coincidence, right? right? So after mm -hmm. that, he gave me his uh, business card and he told me to uh, give him a call when you go back. So when I, I actually gave him a call, I visited uh, his office in Washington, D.C. And he gave me a lot of good uh, uh, advice and insight. He, he, he became my mentor. Uh, so wow. every time I have a uh, research a proposal idea, he gave me feedback and ideas and who to collaborate with. And that really helped me. And after that, every time I submit a research proposal, it got all accepted. So he's one of my heroes. He's, uh, he's my savior, I should say. So the, the, the lesson is be kind to others everywhere all the time because you never know who will be your savior or who you will be helping, right? So yeah, yeah be right. kind to others always. Next, I want to share with you Kara Golden's story about the person who helped her to achieve her dream. Kara is the founder and CEO of Hint, well known for its flagship product, Hint Water. Kara started her company with a simple idea to make water that tastes great. She was addicted to drinking diet soda and wanted to drink water instead, but hated how blended it tasted. So she began cutting up fruit and throwing it into pitchers of water and this little experiment not only helped her to continue drinking water, but led to her starting her business. 14 years later, Kara grew her business into a $100 million company. And what's remarkable is that she also raised four children during this time. I was curious how she had the courage to start a business in an industry she had no previous experiences in. And I found out the answer when she talked about who helped her to achieve her dream. My mom, like when I was in uh, kindergarten, my mom was an art history major, always knew a lot about art. She um, taught art class in, in school for many, many years and then finally decided what she wanted to do with her life when, you know, I was in kindergarten and spending more time in school was go and be in fashion. And we were like, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do it. So she didn't have this fear that that was something 
you know, that she couldn't do. And so we were like, well, how are you going to do it? And she was like, oh, I think it'd be so great if I could be a buyer at a store. And so, you know, she started at the bottom and she went into management training. And then um, she almost became like, um, she worked actually until she was 80 in a department wow. store in Scottsdale. And That's she became amazing. this lady who, <laughs> you know, just like she was always, you know, so nicely dressed and always into, you know, never went out the door without makeup on or hair done and stuff. And she was always um, just really into fashion. I mean, even if, I mean, she ended up uh, the last probably 10 years in the children's department and she just knew she had four kids or five kids. And so she knew so much about um, about fashion, like about children and stuff. And so she knew all the designers. And so she almost became the original personal shopper wow. like before personal shopping even <laughs> became like a an actual job like my yeah. mom you know would call people a lot of them were my friends or like friends that she knew from you know us kids like their parents and stuff and she's like I know you really like Ralph Lauren and there's this collection that came in and we only got a couple of pieces and it's going to sell out and so they'd be like oh gosh set it to the <laughs> side for me and she's okay don't worry I will I will don't worry and I don't know she loved what she did that's and, amazing yeah wow. and so I saw that passion too and I also saw this I mean she had no I don't know, maybe she feared it a little bit, but you never saw it in her that changing from an art history to fashion at age 45 was strange, right? Wow. She just went and did it. I think there's no better role model for children than seeing their mother or father pursue their own dreams. So if you have children who you want to encourage to pursue their dreams, I believe the best way to do that is by showing them how you pursue your own dreams. I remember having a conversation with someone who was famous because all six of her children became incredibly successful in different industries. And I asked her about what was so special about her parenting. And she told me that you have to model the life you want your children to have. She got two PhDs even while raising her six children. So her kids grew up seeing their mom studying and working hard towards her own goals and dreams. In a similar way, I think Kara must have been influenced by seeing how her mom changed her career into fashion when her mom was 45 years old and how she worked in the fashion industry until she was 80 years old. I think it normalized taking a risk and switching career later in life. And I believe seeing her mom having the courage to pursue her own dreams most likely had a huge impact on Kara becoming a successful entrepreneur. I hope you enjoy the stories I've shared with you today, and I hope you'll remember to do three things after you finish listening to this episode. Number one, give yourself the permission to ask for help. As you just heard in the stories I've shared, no one can succeed alone and can achieve dreams alone. It is not only okay, but absolutely necessary that you ask for help. So think about the goals and dreams you have and think about who may be able to help you and reach out to that person and ask for help. You may be surprised to find that how much people actually want to help you if you just ask them. Number two, reach out to the people who have helped you and say thank you. Studies have shown that expressing gratitude has many health benefits. Writing and delivering a letter of gratitude has shown to significantly increase the happiness score of the people who wrote the letter and had lasting effects on the brain months after the letter was written. 
So yes, reach out to those people who have helped you in the past and say thank you before it is too late. And not only will you make their day, you will also be very happy for a long time. Number three, help someone in need. Think of someone in your life that you could help. It doesn't have to be financial help, but you could just spend some time sharing your experiences or giving encouragement to someone, or maybe make an introduction to someone that would be good for them to know. Whatever it may be, help someone and pay for the kindness other people have shown you. And I guarantee you'll also feel great when you help them. Okay, I hope what I've shared with you today is helpful and I would love to hear from you about the people who have helped you and also who you have helped. And as I've shared with you, I hope you'll join me in my first clubhouse room this Saturday, February 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be talking to Chef Huni Kim and I think it'll be a really fun conversation. I'll share all the details and the links I talked about in the show notes for today's episode. Just open up your podcast app and click on today's show notes or you can go to selinalee.co for slash episode 47. That is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co for slash episode 47. If you're looking for guidance on how to find happiness and fulfillment in your career, I put together a guide to the three steps to finding true career fulfillment. In this guide, I share the three common themes of the people who have achieved incredible amount of success. And if you find what those three things are for you, I can guarantee that you'll not only have a successful career, but also a very fulfilling life. So if you want to check it out, you can download it by clicking on today's show notes on your podcast app or on my website, selinalee.co, that is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co. And if you enjoy listening to my podcast or if it helped you in any way, I would be so grateful if you can please tell your friends about it and also write me a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser where you can write a review even from your Android phones. This is the best way you can help me to grow my podcast so more people can find out about it. I actually check several times a day to see if there's a new review. I know it's kind of funny and silly, but this is how I know you're listening and what I'm creating is actually helpful for you. So if you want to make my day, please write me a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and I would be so grateful. If you have any questions about my one-on-one coaching or have any thoughts or questions about my podcast, you can reach out to me on my website, selinalee.co forward slash contact. That is C-E-L-I-N-A-L-E-E.co forward slash contact. Or just click on today's show notes on your podcast app and that will take you to my website. And please subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great week.